0: back.
1: Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 90 of the Big Boo cast. On this episode, Melanie and I are so excited to get to spend some time with our good friend, Travis Cottrell. Travis, as many of you know, is a deeply gifted worship leader, a songwriter, a crazy talented musician. He is also really, really funny. Such a plus, the funny. So we're going to have a great time hanging out with him in just a little bit, but before we get into that, I wanted to let you know that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best heated clothing. Heated clothing that's powered by rechargeable batteries. Action Heat is the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm, even in the most frigid winter weather. This clothing provides comfort and warmth for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like long johns. This clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat through heating panels, similar to a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by a rechargeable low voltage lithium ion battery that lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. Action Heat batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them. It's perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. If you're trying to wrap that up about this time, like so many of us are, this is such a great option. Action Heat clothes are available in men's and women's styles, and these are products that fit everyone's budget. They start at just $39.99. About a month ago, when my sister and I went to the Mississippi State Ole Miss game, I had my Action Heat socks with my little battery packs. My sister actually wore um, one of their shirts that was heated, and we were toasty warm in the middle of some cold conditions. So, if you would like to order some Action Heat clothing, there's a special deal for Big BooCast listeners to save 15% off of your entire order. Just go to action-heat.com slash boo, to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's action-heat.com slash B-O-O and use the coupon code BOO at checkout to save 15%. Alrighty y'all, as always, we're so glad you're here. We hope you get to relax a little bit and listen and laugh with Travis Cottrell and us on episode 90. Here we go. hey everybody this is sophie this is big mama
0: hey it's melanie it's big mama and... hey it's
2: travis
3: <laughs> <laughs> i never wait for the and it happens every time it's fry daddy oh,
1: yay!
2: <laughs> okay
1: mm-hmm. so we did this a couple of days ago and melanie why don't you tell everybody what happened with that <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know that anything went wrong, as much as just nothing really felt right. It felt like we were all. So, if your sinus infection was bad, I felt like I was very distracted because we had a Christmas light situation going on at my house. <laughs> um, I don't know. Travis was worried. He wasn't funny. I thought Travis, you were delightful. I thought there was some. Well, real I, I thrown in. I thought it was fine.
3: Yeah, I was just I was operating on fumes, just coming off of a uh, Christmas tour and. Literally, like, <laughs> I don't, I wasn't firing on all cylinders.
0: Okay. And since we believe in podcasting excellence, we decided it was worth doing again.
1: <laughs> True story. Because this just yes. took us 30 minutes to get going because we, we, it was a train wreck. But now we're here and it's almost Christmas and we're, we're, we're delighted to give this a second go. It's a second chance, y'all. Our God is the God That's of second right. chances.
0: That's right. That's right. And so is Skype.
1: Mm-hmm. Apparently.
0: Yes. Amen.
2: and <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs>
0: okay. So, Melanie,
1: you said last night you came up, you had like, you were like, let's talk about these things. There were some things you yeah. wanted to talk about specifically.
0: Well, I didn't know that I necessarily want to talk about them. I was just like, I felt, felt like we needed a plan after last time because I felt like there was a lot of, not that we ever had a plan, but I thought at least we have like a place to go. And I felt like because right. we talked about other stuff, I didn't know if we could repeat the other stuff we've already talked about.
1: Well, I don't know that anybody would care for us to repeat the stuff we've already talked well, about.
3: We we did cover a plethora of old Nabisco and Hostess cakes <laughs> of our childhood.
0: That we did. And, Travis, I will say that you inspired me because on my grocery list today is Tang and Lemonade Mix because I decided Russian tea sounds really good.
3: Oh, and guess what? I'm drinking what? a cup right now.
0: No,
1: right is now it's, is it's it as good as you remember? Literally, my
3: hand. It is. It is.
1: Okay. okay so since right. nobody is ever going to hear what we recorded two days ago, Travis, explain what Russian tea is, like.
3: Well, we were we were talking about our favorite Christmas uh, treats, I guess, from our pat from our childhood or, or whatnot. But I, one of the things I mentioned was that my sister always made Russian tea. And um, it's one of my favorites. It's basically tang and you're right, Mel. There is, there is instant lemonade in it, isn't there? It's tang and lemonade and instant tea mix, kind of all mixed mm-hmm. together. And sugar, maybe?
0: Yeah. And then some recipes I noticed had like some cinnamon or cloves, I guess, if you wanted more of that. Right. T- mm-hmm. Okay. so I, decided- I
3: prefer to keep my mulling spices apple situation different, separate from my Russian tea situation.
0: Okay. So, so I don't
3: I, put like cinnamon cloves and all that stuff in this. I, I, we're like heavy on the tang over here for Russian tea, which I don't okay. know if we should call Russian tea now. I don't know if that's like, if there's collusion involved. Sure. <laughs> to yeah. From well, the other day. I so, guess that would make it adding molar spices. Oh, like- <laughs> how bad. <about laughs> made a pun? <laughs> Look at there.
1: Current events. <laughs> And tea, all in one.
3: molar okay. spices. Muller spices. Muller Spicer. <laughs> Spicer. Well, Spicer. <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Melanie, did you have something else you felt like we needed to cover? Because I have questions. No. Well, I thought
0: that if everybody wanted to share. Uh, maybe I just, I was curious, like, I really wanted to know Travis, you particularly, since you are a musician, like I was thinking about Christmas music. Cause I mean, of course we're all listening to Christmas music right now. If you had like a favorite song, I was thinking like favorite song by favorite artist, like, because I think songs vary because I have different, I know for me, I have like different versions I like by different artists.
3: Well, you know how i I feel passionately about my Christmas music opinions, Yes, which I, I tweet about here and there and yawn, and you know, and on my Facebook page, I've got a my cover photo is all my favorite albums. But my all-time favorite Christmas recording is off of a record that I don't care. I don't really necessarily care for the rest of the record, but it's my favorite recording, and it's from the very original, the first Mannheim Steamroller recording, Christmas recording. And it's their version version of Silent Night.
0: Oh, I don't think I even know what that is. I don't,
1: I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm
3: sure what, you do.
0: We know
1: what Silent Night is, but I don't know if I know that particular oh, yeah. version. I'm going to write this down. I know. Look, now I can't I'm can so play curious. it on my
3: computer, but I'm wondering if I could play like it off my, hold up my phone right here and play a second of it. Because you will recognize it. there was one time somebody did something when after 9-11 happened, they put a voiceover over this recording okay. at Christmas time and made okay. a famous video, but. Um, It's my favorite So anyway when I was growing up (laughs) When I was growing up uh, My sister-in-law Kathy I have a sister Kathy and a sister-in-law Kathy My sister Kathy makes the Russian tea My sister-in-law Kathy Directed our preschool choir At church Okay Okay. So every year at Christmas time She would take the preschool choir And she would dress them up in these gold They were golden colored Children's choir robes with big red bows in the front or were they white? I think they were white never mind not gold okay. but then they would do sign language to this one version it's just very uh, nostalgic to me because I loved I just loved it you know you know how I am oh here it
2: is okay can you hear that?
0: yeah yeah
3: Y'all telling me you've never heard this? I
1: don't think I've ever heard it in my life, but I feel like like I'm listening to a mixtape in somebody's basement.
3: (laughs) Right, I know, I know. Okay, so anyway, Stille Nacht from Mannheim Steamroller Christmas. You need to go get it. It'll make you cry. Okay. Even if the children didn't sing it when you were little.
0: Okay. It just brings back memories.
3: Listen, I can squeeze a 30-second answer to a question in five minutes.
0: (laughs) That's really what this podcast specialty is. That's right. That's right. We take a lot of time That's to right. not say much at all. That's right.
3: I hate myself already. Let's start over. That's Hi, this is Travis.
0: It's <laughs> Friday. Stop, stop. Okay, Melanie, what about you? What about you? I don't know. I was sitting here well, I asked y'all that question and it wasn't like because I had an answer. Um, of course I like this is not uh but I like everything from uh, Travis Cottrell's Ring the Bells Christmas sure. album is right. always one that I like to have play in. I think my Favorite. I told you this so when we were in Houston, though. Like, I think Chris Tomlin's his first uh Christmas album, like the whole thing. But I love that. I love Winter Snow, the what the version that he does with Audrey Assad. I just think that's the most beautiful song. Like, and truth be told, I listen to it year round, and it's not a traditional Christmas song, but I just love it.
1: I think that I love that song too. And I actually, when I, I was I was coming back from Dallas, or I got back from Dallas this past weekend, you know, and it had snowed. Here and I thought about as we were flying into Birmingham. I, ha- I was thinking about that snow, that not that snow, about that song in my head, just because I don't know. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. Okay. So my my favorite Christmas song, I think, I think I can say with some degree of certainty, I love "Come That Long Expected Jesus." I, it makes me cry yes. I, every time, and I especially love. Daniel Renstrom, who was our worship pastor, but he was not our worship pastor the first time I heard his version of this. But his version of it, for a thousand reasons, is my favorite one. I just love it. And we actually sang it in church this past Sunday, and it made me so happy that, you know, he was singing Come Along, Long Expected Jesus in church because he's our worship pastor. So anyway, I love it a whole bunch. Okay. I me love that. too.
3: Yeah. Okay. He needs to do a follow-up to on the Incarnation, which was his first Christmas yes. project. I
1: love that he,
3: he needs to do that again.
1: It really is.
3: <laughs> Look, I'm here I'm here for all the sound effects to go along with There you go. You're
0: doing there a good job. Is. Yeah, and I'll, put,
1: I'll I'll actually, I'll put that one at the end of the podcast so people can hear it, because I feel real good about Daniel not, not coming after me with legal action if I use too much of his song. So, yeah, I, feel, right. I feel That would be awkward.
0: That'd, that'd make for an awkward church situation. It really
1: would. It really would. Um, okay, well, I, we have kind of a diverse little list there. The Chris Tomlin and the Winter Snow and the Mannheim Steamroller and then an old yep. hymn.
0: Yeah, and then you know what I love too is, uh, and I was just because I was listening to in my car today is I love Christy Knuckles the the King is coming oh. like that the way that starts off is so majestic like it just makes me so happy.
1: I agree with that wholeheartedly. That Christmas album is phenomenal, and the way it starts just gets me every time, and the way it ends because it comes right yeah. back around to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, big
1: fan. My all
3: time favorite Christmas music is is the the charlie brown christmas soundtrack there's no touching it for me there's there's no getting there's no there's no getting better than that for me i agree
0: perry shankle would agree with you on that like that's his like go-to he gets he's so happy when i have that playing in the house yes um alex
1: loves that one a bunch too i will say okay so are y'all good for some questions from instagram
3: yes Sure. I
1: have not read. Well, I've read a couple of these, but I have not read all of them. And so we may have some surprises in the mix. Well, okay. This fits right in. This question is from um, Mindy Pig and it says, well, we'll start Travis with you and then Melanie, you can tell us um, what's your favorite Christmas cookie or treat?
0: (laughs) What, Melanie? I couldn't hear you. I said, does it involve colored marshmallows? That's what I need to
3: know. <laughs> yes, does it? Doesn't. Yes, that's a childhood. If somebody asks about a childhood, my favorite treat, Christmas treat, I think, is going to be a sh- be Christmas sugar cookies. And let me tell you what my favorite sugar cookie is.
1: Okay,
3: I like a th- thin mm-hmm. sugar cookie that's chewy but with a crunchy surface. Okay, crunchy surface, crunchy on the edges but chewy when you bite into it with a buttercream icing thin not huge stacks of icing but a thin layer now you know y'all know we talked we talked all about sugar cookies the other day and when we were done i came home and made about a billion dozen of them
0: you did I made
3: my sister-in-law my sister-in-law kathy's recipe but we wore ourselves out doing it we were so tired we we frosted them the next day because we were over it
0: yeah, it's a lot of work. I feel like a sugar cookie. I love them, but I like to have them like made for me because I feel like all that cutting and the dough and the whole thing, it's such a process. Okay, Melanie, what about you? Um, I Well, I would agree with Travis. I think sugar cookies are one of my favorite things at Christmas time. That did not used to be the case. I also love, um, I think, toffee. Like I make toffee every Christmas, um, and that to me is probably my favorite. Like I can't quit eating it if it's in the
1: house okay i'm trying to think about me but you know i'm more of a i'm more of a savory person (laughs) than a sweet person so i would say probably my favorite thing is um you know i love a good dip and i love a good cheese but in general my favorite christmas snack is homemade chex mix
0: yeah that would be my other that'd be my other Mm -hmm. go-to
3: heavy on the worcestershire
1: yeah Yeah. on the worcestershire heavy on the tabasco at our house, yes.
3: Like I like to find I like to find the Cheerios, the Cheerios that are just like doused in it.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I we're...
3: have to also say. Can yes. I, can I say one more?
1: Sure. Uh, yes.
3: My mom used to make the stuff. I don't know what it. Somebody else. I think everybody else calls it something different, but we called it white trash. Oh, and is that it's the check mix? Basically, check's the... mix with the powdered sugar and the peanut butter and the chocolate.
2: Mm-hmm. Raise, yeah, we, call, we called it puppy chow.
3: Yeah, 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 same thing. We called it white trash, but I will say that I saw, I saw my. let's see, my mom died 14 years ago, but a couple of Christmases after my mother had passed away and we were home for Christmas and an old friend from high school, I, I saw them at the mall when we were home for Christmas and they said to me, and they were being so serious, every time I see white trash, I think of your mama. <laughs> <laughs> she, of course, meant... Yes. The puppy child, but yes. it was a funny sentence if you had no context.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, not
1: the kind of thing. That
3: was funnier in my head than it actually stop, was in reality. Stop. Can you're we start over? Sh- no,
1: you're shorting it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's another question. Did I answer that question? Yes, yeah, you, you
3: said check, check, mix.
1: This is from CLS five three one. Um, it says I have been dying for any podcast on all things football. Um, And then it says, plus thoughts on Alabama getting into the playoffs. And I had another question that I read earlier, Melanie, that somebody wanted to know what you think about Jimbo Fisher. So you want to bring us up to speed on how you feel about the Jimbo Fisher situation? And then we can talk a little bit about the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be brief because I know like Travis college football isn't necessarily your love language. Um, Here's what I told a friend today at lunch. I said, I felt like at first with Jimbo Fisher, I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know how I feel and I'm not really sure now. like I've been on the message boards and I'm looking at the assistant coaches he's hiring and everything that's going on. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to get a t-shirt with his face on it. Okay. Like I'm, I'm all in, I'm all in. So um, I'm drinking the maroon Kool-Aid. I've never felt more optimistic about Aggie football, which is typically how I usually feel once the season is over. So.
1: <laughs> yes. It's how you feel from December until late August. You are. Exactly.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly. If we're lucky, maybe mid-September. But considering uh-huh. the Aggies start their season with Clemson next year, you know, that's kind of a, that's going to be a, it's going to be a, you know, kind of a real test right there, right up front. So. Um, now I'm excited. I'm excited for Aggie football and I'm uh, I feel good about coach Fisher. I think that he's a good coach. I feel like the more I read about him, the more I like the way his football mind works. Okay. So that's promising. Go. That's good. It's promising and I feel like he fits in Aggieland. Like I feel like he's, you know, I don't know. I feel like he he is there and I mean he's happy, which why wouldn't he be? I mean he's making a Whole bunch of money. Yep.
1: Well, I will say I'm also super optimistic. I feel really happy about state hiring Joe Moorhead. I feel like he's a great fit. I feel like he kind of fits the the personality of the school and of our program. And I think um, I think the players are already really like him and are on board with him. And so I'm excited. I think it was a great hire for us. I think it was it was it was efficient. It was quick. I think that our athletic director knew exactly what direction he was going in. When Dan Mullen left for Florida, and so I feel really good about it. I'm I'm excited to see what's ahead. So Travis, you're not as much into college football. Do you have feeling any feelings about NFL this year? About the NFL, are you sad about well, anybody I do. who's gotten I'm, hurt? I'm
2: more of an.
3: I'm. Oh yeah, I think it's been the worst NFL season of my lifetime. Wow, I hate it. Okay. I mean, everything mm. about it's been bad. All the injuries has made it seem like I think the competitiveness of Each division has been very, very skewed because of the injuries. And, you know, I hate the Patriots. And doggone it, they're good again. And Brady's like 85 years old and still (laughs) being awesome. And that drives me crazy. (laughs) But I was going to say, you know... Uh, SEC football is not completely lost on me because I live in Tennessee, but at least in Tennessee, everybody's completely sane and normal.
0: Well, yeah, sure, no coaching drama.
3: They aren't the least. They aren't the least bit dramatic or Mm-mm. abnormal about their coaching situations. Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. No, it was all very normal. That thing was was not right. a was not a train wreck at all in Tennessee.
1: No, I just I think it's so good that that thing is settled because it was like for a while I felt like at some point it was like it's going to be nope. It's gonna be nope. It's gonna be nope, and so I'm just glad it settled for them. And honestly, I think they got a really good coach. I mean, I, I think that I think that he's gonna be a good fit. It's gonna be good in Tennessee, but I'm just I'm I'm sorry for them that it had to be such a dramatic road to get to that spot.
0: Right? Yeah. I, well, that's, that's I like, yeah. and I really feel like when you look at all the coaching hires, I'm like I feel like everybody, like I don't I feel like everybody ended up with a good higher for the most part like it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out over the next couple of years like who who ends up being there for the long term and who goes because you know right now everybody's full of optimism and you know we're all going to the playoffs next year
1: yeah I feel like state people are optimistic Arkansas people are optimistic y'all are optimistic the volunteers are optimistic Florida's I mean like everybody's got new shiny coaches and so anyway I don't know yeah and then Alabama getting in the playoff Melanie, did you have thoughts about that? Did you feel like, did you have strong feelings one way or another?
0: I mean, I kind of felt like they should over Ohio State was kind of my feeling because I feel like one loss to Auburn who had beat two teams that were ranked number one was a much more. I feel like the Ohio State, I felt like the Iowa loss killed them. I'm yeah. like, I just don't think that you can lose that bad to an unranked team and then get to be in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, I felt like I wanted Alabama to, to be in there for sure. I did feel like it was interesting to me. I thought that Nick Saban kind of went on a little bit of a PR campaign right there before the selection show. You know, he was on ESPN that Saturday night, again that yeah. that Sunday morning. Like, I, I, and I thought, okay, like even even Alabama is vulnerable sometimes and and has to kind of yeah make a case for itself. But I I feel like you've got four really good football teams in the playoffs, and I think you've got four teams that are going to play really sort of old school, hard nosed football. Like I think it's gonna be fun to watch. I agree. I agree. Right. I think and, they'll
3: all be it was just basically upside down. There's no clear cut call for especially for that number four spot. So you know there You're- I don't think anybody can be extremely angry. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. Now I was wondering who are y'all gonna root for? Like who who do you want to say? Are you I mean like what are you kind of what are you thinking well- and feeling?
3: I'm from ACC country. Right. So- and I grew up a, a you know liking Clemson even though the the Heels always had my heart, but I never I never hated Clemson. You know, I I was I always root for them because they they're kind of all we have in the old school ACC realm of football, you know. I don't hardly count for a status ACC even though they've been in the ACC for like what 15 20 years, I don't know. but still yeah, I love Clemson.
1: Hey, is somebody vacuuming somewhere? <laughs> Maybe not here. Oh gosh, I it's need to fun. go.
3: Find no,
1: a it's fine. Don't sit. make no. Please don't. Please don't make anybody stop. I was just. I was just checking, like, to see if we had an issue, a Skype issue, or if we had just somebody just taking care of some chores. It's
0: so fun. Thought,
2: <laughs> I'm glad that you
0: identified it as a vacuum. I was like, is Travis sitting out on the interstate? What is happening? <laughs> like,
2: I was like, Hold on one second. Excuse me, passing
3: through. Let me go into this room with the closed door. I don't think there's going to be any 100% getting away from it. No, but.
0: it's so fun. It's so fun. Okay. It's so much better. I thought you were sitting on a highway somewhere as cars were flying by. I wasn't sure what was happening.
1: Okay, Melanie, what about you? Who are you rooting for in the playoffs?
0: <laughs> um, I feel like I'm probably... I, I, probably Georgia would be my first because I feel like I've got to go SEC and I feel like Alabama been there done that and so I feel like Georgia I just I'm happy for Georgia because I feel like they've always been like the the runner-up they've they've been the almost you know for so many years so I'm excited for Georgia so that would be my that would be my pick.
1: I would say I'm excited for Georgia too and I I mean you know where I live and so I always say if I could have a break just one year. I mean, you know, like just a break from having the merchandise, like the national championship merchandise, in my face all year long. I'm happy about that. So, and I, I would kind of, I just would like to see Kirby Smart win. I think. I think that would be really fun.
0: Um, because yeah. he's done a phenomenal job. So,
1: it's a good, it's a good mix. Regardless. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. Clemson would probably be my yeah, yeah. Because I yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I, whatever. I'm. I think I'm. My my last choice would probably be Oklahoma. I hate to say that. I'm sorry, Sooners, but I can't do Big but Twelve.
3: See, this is a good thing about not having a a big uh, a college alliance football alliance because I like to root for my friends. Like I root for the Aggies. Thank you, know, you. for you and for the Bulldogs for you and I've got people. You know, I got people everywhere. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of happy whoever wins this point and I, even Oklahoma. Like you know, my buddy. Uh, Oh, never mind. Edit that out. (laughs) Never mind. What?
1: You know, my buddy. (laughs)
3: I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It was going to sound like I was name name dropping and I hated myself the second it started to fall out of my mouth. So never mind.
2: Moving on. Okay.
1: All right. So this is a question from Jan Mary, you know, from from Ireland. Melanie, who's commented on our blogs for years. She says, um, where in the world would you like to visit? Is there some place you would like to visit? Melanie, I feel like we talked about this recently. But um I would really like to visit England. I have never been to England and would love, love, love to go. That's my simple answer. Preferably yeah. around the time of the royal
0: wedding. I that would be my answer too. If I were gonna go, if I had one place, I feel like that's a place I would really like to go. Try that would be it.
3: Um I we I've never been to Italy and I would love to go to Italy.
0: Okay.
1: And
3: I'd love to have extended time there. Like I really don't like international travel. It like it wears me out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So you know, I'm kind of waiting until we're old and can you know <laughs> afford the time have, to be over have, there. Because I'd like to go, but and, have, and have less
0: and have less energy. I would like to wait to we Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have oh, around, you know?
3: It's already so bad. Yeah. And also, <laughs> uh, the only time we went to England, the only time we went to England, we were young and stupid and really didn't know you know, what to, what to go see and how to take it in. And so I'd love to go back there as well. Let's just all go.
0: Okay. Yeah, that would, but I also, I would have to say, cause I'm international travel to me is, you know, so I'm a homebody, but I've also been thinking more and more like I would love to do like Wyoming and Montana. I feel like there's parts of the United States that I haven't seen that I would like to go see. And that feels much more doable to me.
1: True. I agree. I would like to go to that part of the country too. I would I don't I've been up there like one time when I was way younger. Um, I would love to go back with some time, especially now that I enjoy nature. You know, like I like to be outside a lot more than I used to. And so Yes. I think I, I would I would enjoy that. Melanie, maybe we can do that at some point too.
0: Maybe so. Maybe there's a church up there that would like for us to come speak. <laughs>
3: I'll come sing before y'all speak.
1: Okay. Um, All right. This question is from um, MCKT. It says, your very favorite Christmas present you've ever given and your very favorite Christmas present you have ever received. That's a lot of pressure to think about that on the spot. Mm -hmm. Favorite Christmas present you've ever given. and Why don't you just pick one, either given or received. What's your favorite? Travis, do you have one that pops? I
3: can't think. I can't even. Hold on.
0: What but I, I i don't know i mean i can't i don't know I, because i think that i have I, there's so many that i feel like for different reasons i mean i think like childhood i vividly remember getting the donnie and marie barbie doll set complete with soundstage and at that time that was probably the pinnacle of my life now since then is that probably the best christmas present ever no but i remember being like super excited in that little kid way if i cannot believe that i now own this donnie and marie barbie doll set
1: um i will say this is honestly this is where i live this is the first thing that popped in my head my favorite christmas present i have ever received was probably about six or seven years ago and david gave me a really good knife like a really good kitchen knife and i use it every day like okay. I, I have loved it with my whole heart. And, and and just about every time I use it, I think this is the best gift I've ever gotten. Like, it's practical. Yeah. It's helpful. It makes my life easier. I just, I love it. And I think all the time, these are really underrated gifts. I just, I don't know. And it surprised me. But I think I had used like bad knives long enough that it mm-hmm. it, it felt like relief when I finally got a good one. And so I really, I love my knife that I have. Okay, So mm. there you go. Mm.
3: Okay, I got two things. Number one was when I got my when I got an Atari as a kid. That was a game changer, uh, yeah. literally. Nope, literally a game changer. Oh, uh,
2: there I,
3: it is. I don't know where my there it is. I don't know where my Atari is. It, it got thrown away or something. But I wish I still had that thing and all the games. Okay, so there's that. But here's another funny story. Now you know my parents were older.
1: Yes, my parents were yes. 45
3: and 43 when I was born. So, not only was my mother old, older when I was born, but she was the youngest of nine. Oh, so wow. So, all my, all my aunts and uncles were like, you know, I had 60-year-old aunts when I was born. Wow. So anyway, one of my aunts was named Aunt Mary Pearl. Mary Pearl, Blossom, <laughs> and I. she was one of my favorite aunts, Aunt Mary Pearl, and I would go over there and spend the night all the time, and we'd watch TV, and she was fun and I loved her so much and she had an organ like remember those old electric organs yes. that had all the colorful buttons that you would press and like there was a Hawaiian guitar button yes. remember the yes. Hawaiian guitar button Uh huh.
1: Yeah,
3: and then you could turn the drums on it would play this drum and I would play I would play her organ I loved it so much and so one year my parents thought I loved Aunt Mary Pearl's organ so much that they bought me one of those organs Oh, and so you know here I am as like a I don't know 11 or 12 year old boy in Boone North Carolina and um, you know everybody's getting like skis and things like that <laughs> and I get an organ I got an electric organ <laughs> with a Hawaiian guitar but the amazing thing is as I look back it's one of my all time favorite gifts I love that thing I love <sighs>
0: That is, my nanny had one of those. And I mean, my sister and I used to play on that thing for hours. I mean, it was like the greatest exactly. thing. It had like the Samba, the Bossa Nova. You could hit all those buttons. It yes. would have like, an automatic like. Oh, background. yeah, the
1: Bossa Nova. I remember that. Hey, y'all. It's Sophie. I'm by myself in the middle of the podcast, which, as you know, means that I'd like to tell you about something. Since the holidays are right around the corner. I thought I would mention that Sock Club is delivering the perfect gift experience. You can remind your loved ones that you care each month with quality American-made socks. These socks are sent straight to their door, featuring different designs and a personal note every month that can be customized before each shipment. I've mentioned before that Melanie and I have a couple of 14-year-olds who love them some socks and I'll tell you something else, Melanie and I are crazy about our Sock Club subscriptions. It's one of our favorite things. We get the biggest kick out of it. Love to get that package in the mail every month. These socks are made in the USA. There are men's, women's, and children's sizes available. They're delivered once a month with a personalized letter that explains the story behind the sock. You can get gift subscriptions ship for free anywhere in the USA, and you can buy a package or month-to-month subscriptions. So if you want to give your friends or your family members a gift that will keep on giving all year long, go to SockClub.com slash Big Boo and get 15% off using the discount code Big at checkout. That's SockClub.com slash Big Boo and use the discount code B-I-G-B-O-O. Give a little reminder of your love every month. Give sock club. Alrighty, back to episode 90. Oh, Melanie, Travis, you won't care a lick about this question, but hopefully you will be mildly entertained by our answers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay this is what type of wedding gown, Melanie, do you envision Meghan Markle in? This is from, um, S-N-J, I don't know if it's S N S-N-J-O-T-O or S N J Otto, but it says, I see her in a simple tailored style, but that doesn't seem to be the royal way. I'd love to know how you'd style her. Go, Melanie
0: Shankle. Uh, I can't wait to hear this. I picture her in something <coughs> very, uh, I think it'll have a full skirt because I think you have to have a full skirt, but I think it'll be much simpler than Kate's. I think it'll be very classic and elegant and Simple, is what I think. Okay. Um, ideally, I would like to see her in strapless. There's, there's not a chance in the world that that's going to happen, right? right. Um, because I think, I think it's like English law. You have to have your shoulders covered in the church. I don't know that for sure. That's t- I just totally made that up. <laughs> but I don't think you can do. <laughs> I don't think you can do strapless. Um, so I would like to see her in something very uh, simple and elegant. Yes. And that's what I think she'll wear. I don't think it'll be super lacy. Um, I think it'll probably be some really nice satin.
1: Okay.
0: I, what do you think?
1: I think I can kind of see her wearing something. And I don't know what you call these, but almost like a cap sleeve kind of. But yeah. But but something that comes into maybe a deeper V than what we would normally think of for a royal wedding. Like, I don't see her being covered up to her collarbone.
0: No, I don't know. I kind of see
1: her in a deeper V, and maybe something even belted, like something I see, like with her. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something okay. very tailored, not fussy, not 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 lacy. I do not see lace in this equation.
0: I don't either. I don't either. Not a lot of foof. I think it'll be a very streamlined look, um, which I loved. Kate's. I mean, I th- I could see her in because I thought Kate's was pretty simple in the whole scheme of things. So I could see her in a less lacy version of. Something along the lines of what Kate wore.
1: Um, Okay, Travis, I I know probably you're not super into the royal wedding that's coming up. Um, Have you followed this news at all about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle?
2: Uh, I
3: watched the original uh, interview.
1: Okay, with them together? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Good for
1: you. Good for you, Trav. Mm
3: -hmm. I don't know who she is. She's some actress of some show.
1: Yes, she's an actress on (laughs) some show. Although I think she's leaving her acting career behind.
3: I should say that she is. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Here's another question that we have. This is from Katie M. Swan. And she says, what are you doing Christmas Day and what do you eat? And Katie is Scottish. So she said, I'm interested to hear what y'all do. I give Katie points for using y'all in that question. Mm-hmm. And then she said, oh, and is Travis's daughter okay now after her accident? So oh, yeah. first Christmas Christmas day what will you do on christmas day what will you eat and then travis give us an update on lily melanie what about you
0: um we will just be here christmas day so christmas eve we'll go eat tamales at my parents house um after church and we do that and we open up presents with my sister and her family and then christmas day we are just here and we do breakfast and we open presents and then um just kind of hang out and relax all day um so it's a nice it's a nice little christmas day hopefully it's cold enough we have a fire in the fireplace and we have like breakfast casserole in the morning and then cinnamon rolls and then i usually make a big thing of gumbo which is what we eat that night
1: okay travis what about y'all
3: well christmas day is usually a tra- kind of a travel day for us mm-hmm. so we get up and do you know like santa presents under the tree and then we eat and Angel- you know, we'll make a bre- something fun for breakfast but there's not we don't really have a tradition so, there'll probably be some kind of egg casserole in the mix and, you know, gluten-free stuff. And then, honest to goodness, as we travel to visit Angela's family, we stop at Hardee's every year because it is the only place open in Savannah. To, you know, between here in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, and Savannah, there's a Hardee's open. So, we get gigantic Hardee's burgers. Of course, Angela and the boys get, you know, with wrapped in... Uh, Lettuce because sure. they're gluten free, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so we don't really have big food things on Christmas Day. We have it on other days, but Christmas Day's kind of a travel. You know, it's always been a travel day.
1: Okay. okay, so we, we will um, kind of the same. We'll get up and we'll have. We'll do. Um, I'll usually make something for breakfast. A lot of times I'll do. I'll have a breakfast casserole or we'll do pancakes or something like that. Um, fun for Christmas morning, and then we open presents and then just sort of hang out and I'll put snacks out over the course of the day. And then at night, like I actually just decided today, usually I try to do something different than what we would have had Thanksgiving. So like I think this year I'm going to do steak and potato casserole and some squash and just different stuff like that. So we'll have, we'll, we'll have our meal probably about 5.30 or 6. But um, we usually, by the time Christmas rolls around, Nobody wants any more cornbread dressing. Nobody wants turkey or ham. So, -hmm. over the last couple of years, I don't know, more than that, really, I've kind of started to do steak or I'll do a pork tenderloin or something like that, but just kind of try to do something a little different. Okay, Travis, how's Lily doing after her accident?
3: It's very sweet. She's fine. Uh, You know, her car totaled, but she was really fine. The only problem that she had was that she was hit with the airbags Um. airbag so her face was black and blue and her chest was sore and it was really it was really sore i finally took her after two or three days to have a chest x-ray just to make sure there wasn't a broken rib or you know cracked sternum or something but no she's she's back she's back at it she's fine thank you that's sweet of them to remember and ask that was sweet
0: I I no, well, I, and I always hear that about those airbags because, I mean, Lily's, she's not a, I mean, she's a small girl. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you just, you hear that sometimes they end up hurting you. I mean, you're, it's good to have them, but that they, that you can get hurt from them, especially if you're not a big person.
3: Right.
1: Okay, yeah. let's see the, hold on. We got a lot of, a lot of questions asking the same thing. People have wanted to know what our favorite Christmas song
0: was. Um, oh, we answered. We sensed that one. I know. Done.
1: Okay, this is, um, all right, this is from Kim, Connor Calls Mom, again, Melanie, a long time blog commenter and social media friend, yes. and she says, um, she's asking specifically about Alex, but I think we could answer this for Alex, Levi, and Caroline. What do they want for Christmas? She said her 14-year-old has given them no idea what to get him, and when you look up on Amazon, she said when you look on Amazon, it's weird stuff, like for 14-year-olds, like a game. That zaps people randomly. Um, so what? What are some things
2: <laughs> for
1: for our teenagers? And and we all have kids the same age ish. Yeah. So these fourteen year olds, what are what are some things that y'all have thought about for your kids? Travis, you want to start first for Levi? Have y'all thought about that yet? Okay. Uh,
3: we're done with our shop with our Christmas shop for the kids, but Levi wanted a, a gaming. A, like we're we're behind on gaming. Like we don't we don't. So he he didn't he. Didn't, He asked for a PlayStation 4. Okay. I mean, I don't know if that's behind or not, but so that's kind of a big gift, but that's what he's getting. Like what we usually do if there's not like a one gift thing is sometimes there'll be like like a name brand shirt or belt or something that we wouldn't normally like get. But if he wants it for Christmas, we'll do that. That's kind of silly, isn't it? But
1: no, it's
3: not. That's what we do for for Christmas time. Like we get him something that we wouldn't get him in like normal life. Right. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's what yeah. Christmas is for, though. You know, you get something that's a little not every day.
1: What about email? What about for Caroline?
0: Um, she, you know, she loves her athletic wear, her uh-huh. athleisure. So um, we've got some hoodies. Athleisure. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, so she came home yesterday. This is a good teen tip, and this could even help y'all. I'm trying to think of things that are like unisex for boys and girls. But she came home yesterday so excited about this website called Redbubble. .com. Do y'all know about Redbubble? I do not. Nope. So they have stickers and phone covers and notebooks, but it's all like current event stuff. So like it's funny quotes from like The Office and from Parks and Rec and from Stranger Things and it's these stickers. And so she came home so excited about, she just wants a plain, she's got a MacBook, So she just wants a plain covered shell for her Mac And then she wants all these stickers from Redbubble to put all over it. Um, and so they're funny and they're like, $3 a piece. So it would be a great little stocking stuffer. But then they also have like calendars and journals and all that stuff. So um, I have been looking at Redbubble at all these little stickers to see which ones I think she would like. But it's everything that the kids, and it's like a lot of stuff is like from Vine. So a lot of it, uh-huh. I was like, I don't understand what that is. And she's like, it's from a Vine. And there's even a sticker that says, it's from a Vine. So like, it's, <laughs> it's
2: right, a meme. Exactly. It's
0: a meme. Yes. Yes.
2: So we're
3: paranoid. Uh, listen, are you just like so paranoid that every little thing? quote from a vine or youtuber you're like what does that mean they're like, <laughs> they're like it doesn't mean anything they're like no that means something bad don't say it
1: to lunch today alex and i went to lunch with my friend stephanie and her daughter ella and alex and ella are really close friends and so at, toward the end of lunch um alex and ella got up they were going to go walk around the place where we were when they stood up i looked at stephanie and i said really we are just months away from not understanding one word that comes out of their mouths like I feel like even now I need a little bit of a translator and I work with teenagers but Mm -hmm. but I can't keep up with all the memes and all the all the things they reference I don't I don't know what they are and so yeah you kind of go like well what's that well what does that mean well is that bad should you say that like it's yeah something
0: else well, because you don't know, like, right. there's a sticker, like, on this website, like, yesterday we were looking at it. It's like, stop, I could have dropped my croissant. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that means. Does it,
2: I'm does looking it
3: mean, at that right now. I'm on rebel.com yeah. I'm, I'm like, does it mean that.
0: something besides I dropped my croissant? Or does it literally mean, stop, I could have dropped my croissant? Because you don't know, and then you certainly don't want to say, because don't you remember, like, I can remember growing up, and I'm not going to say any specific examples, but, like, where a friend's parent would say something, you're like, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> you know, like.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: and do y'all feel like, I thought today,
1: if anybody is in, in need, if, they, if there's a shortage of sarcasm in anybody's home, we have a surplus in this house that we would be willing to share. The the Oh, for sure. The, the sarcasm factor in our house, I feel like in the last even four or five months, has escalated to such a point where today Alex was being super sarcastic about something we were going down the road I'd ask him a question he was being so sarcastic and it was cold outside I rolled down the window on his side and hit window lock on mine and I said when you when you feel like you are sufficiently humbled let me know and I will roll it up so we go down the road (laughs) With that cold air blowing in, because I just I've gotta have a I've gotta have something to do. There's so much yeah. sarcasm. Oh my gosh. Oh uh-huh. Travis, uh-huh. is that true in your house?
3: No. We have <laughs> no sarcasm. No, none.
0: Uh huh. Don't even know what that means. Um,
3: uh Right. Oh, I'm on Redbubble. I'm going to lose a lot of hours on this site here looking for stickers right? for my kids.
0: I know, but it's like yes. everything that they're into right now. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many. I feel like it's it's everything that they love.
1: It's like fa- right. it's like the Facebook buttons. Remember when Facebook used to have?
2: <laughs> yes, I do remember
3: that. The buttons. Melanie, mattered. do you see what
1: Travis just sent up? <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
2: I'm just seeing.
1: But, but you know how, like, with the Facebook buttons and you could put buttons on people's boards, and it was like, it was, it was almost like high school again because it was all your inside jokes. I wouldn't mind having that again.
3: No. But you know what? In today's culture, like, the way it is, like, you'd be so judged. There would be no room for. Right. For humor. humor. Well, everybody takes everything so seriously.
1: Well, I think maybe that, um, I think maybe Red Bubble, Travis, is going to be your Facebook buttons of, of twenty eighteen.
3: It, it could be. Mm-hmm. I feel it like it could be. Uh-huh. Levi came somehow. Levi ordered some T shirts from somewhere with some kind of YouTube quote a couple months ago, and Angela and I about died because we didn't know what it meant. And it turns out I'm not going to say it, okay? Just in case we've been, you know, duped once again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, but we were more. We were like. I, I, you know, where did you buy these and what account were you on and what does that mean? And who quotes it? Who is the quote and what's his YouTube page and what's Could his point? And like, yes. how does he make a living uh-huh, and how's he getting uh-huh. paid? Are you paying towards these sure. skateboarders? You know, like uh-huh. it's just, uh-huh. it's all so much. Yeah. And they're getting ahead It of is.
1: Us. Yeah. Could you yeah. cite this For- source, please? In MLA format, double spaced, if you wouldn't mind start with start yeah. with the in alphabetical order and and we'll go from there it's 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 too much it's it's more than we can keep up with, just like it was more than our parents could keep up with when we were on the other side of this thing exactly um, okay when we
3: were pinning actual buttons on our backpacks
1: that's right yes actual yes. buttons yes did either one of y'all this was this was in that same question did either one of y'all ever do elf on a shelf with your kids? I did yes.
0: I did. Um, we no longer do it. I cannot even tell you how not sad I am that that part of my motherhood journey is over. Okay. Okay.
3: Travis. <laughs> um, we just missed. We just didn't do it. Yeah. I don't know how we missed it, but we missed it.
1: Yeah, I didn't do it. You know, I got I got no patience for stuff like that. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't. There's something. If you think I'm on, no. Uh. Uh-uh. I'm not gonna set up like a, a trapeze wire for an elf to walk across <laughs> and dump out a bucket of Hershey kisses when they get to the other end of that thing. I'm not doing it. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna sleep. Is what I'm gonna do. I'm not. I'm not setting up an obstacle course for the elf. I'm not. Yes. We're not. We're not having an elf that that we're not putting raisins coming out of its behind like it's pooped on something. We're not doing any of those things. We're not. not, (laughs) Hershey uh, kisses. uh, uh, We're going to sleep is what we're going to do. How many years did you do Elf on a Shelf, do you feel like?
0: I mean, we did it. I feel like, I mean, well, we did it up until, like, last year. Well, the last two years. This year, it has not come out. The last two years, we did it, and everybody kind of knew what was going on. But I just, for nostalgic sake. But it relieves the pressure of the whole thing. And then I do say, I think that when we took on the elf, like she was probably in first or second grade and it was before it kind of became what it is now. Mm -hmm. I mean, because there again, that was before Pinterest existed. So I just thought the trick was, is like one day it was sitting on top of the coffee pot. And one day it was like sitting by your cereal bowl. We didn't, we didn't, I wasn't of the age that we concocted elaborate scenarios for the elf to live out. You know, that wasn't, that wasn't part of our thing. It was more of just like we would hide it. Maybe he'd hang from the chandelier. It was, but I felt like it is the morning thing where it led to a lot of times where Perry would have to tell Caroline like we would both have this moment of panic in the morning, and it would be like, "Hey, come back in your bedroom. I need to show you something real quick." Uh-huh. While I frantically like threw the elf to like somewhere and be like, "Look where he's hiding today."
1: Yeah, he's uh, behind the couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that, that's funny. That's Elle. funny. I'll, I'm gonna look and see if we have any more or one more question. Before we wrap up, Travis, I feel like you haven't launched into any singing at all yet.
2: Well.
0: <laughs> I felt like Travis set us up with an expectation with his sweater that he had on this morning. But yet we have heard really very
1: Christmas Carol. Where did you get that sweater? In, In the
2: mid-winter. bleak
3: midwinter. <laughs> oh, I ordered that on the Internet.
1: Explain your sweater for the people who did not see the picture that so, we saw.
3: So. Last year I ordered it last year because Melinda Doolittle was wearing this sweater on an Instagram picture or something. Okay. Okay. And it was a it was bright red with design on it, like Christmas, bad Christmas sweater design. And in the center it was basically a big fireplace. A okay. picture of a big fireplace in the front of the sweater with a pouch in the center part of the fireplace where you slide your phone after of course You've opened up the app that they point you to, and it's okay. a, an app of, of burning crackling fire. And so mm. you put the burning crackling fire on your on your phone, and then you slide it in the pouch, and your whole sweater looks like a nice warm little fireplace.
0: Oh, that's very nice. It's very festive. It's very festive.
3: <laughs> it's very festive, and I I love it.
0: And
1: well. I I I wonder, do you wear that out places? I mean, do you like do you wear it in yeah. public?
3: Well. <laughs> no, we had a our staff Christmas party at church was this morning, so I wore it there because they wanted us to dress festive, and oh, that's so perfect. I wore it there. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So this yeah. is a serious question, and ah. um, but here's why I'm I'm going to read it because Travis last night I told you I texted you last night to tell you that I was watching you on it was you and Beth the, and the Mandisa Christmas special
3: yeah, yeah the Living
1: Proof yeah. Christmas special and um and I really enjoyed the format and I enjoyed what you had to say. And this question falls in line with what you said. So somebody asked this question and she said, what do you do when life doesn't look how you thought it was supposed to? And it looks like God has a plan for everyone except you. I feel like this is a normal season being 32 and wait, It says being 32 and still single. It feels like I missed the boat. How do you trust a God when it doesn't work out how you thought it would? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But you had a good thing that you said last night. Do you remember what she said when you were talking about?
3: Well, okay. I do remember because I was sitting there thinking, you know, um, just listening to Mandisa's story and the way the way the Lord <coughs> brought Mandisa to where she is in her place in ministry. And it was just interesting, um, you know, to, to watch her to go from the Basement of Lifeway to uh, – where she is now with this platform that is just so amazing. But in the middle of it all, she's she's been very transparent with this the past year and year and a half. She came out of a season of depression, mm-hmm. just a three years where she literally was was asking God to let her die. Like she was mm-hmm. in such a horrible place. And you, you can find that testimony anywhere. And she t- tells it so powerfully. But I'm sitting there thinking about how even the things that you think, you know, you, you see people who think, well, surely they would never be unhappy with their life. Look at look at how everything's happened for them. They must have some kind of secret recipe or right. some kind of magic something or God must like them more. They just, you know, they were given a head start, you know, all those things. I was just listening to Mandisa's testimony and thinking how all those things are. That's so untrue. That's such a lie of the enemy, how God didn't give. Mandisa something more special than what he gave you or you or you or me or Beth. You know, God did not give Beth uh, something. He gave he gave her a gift to carry and a responsibility. And, you know, with with what she's done, what she's been called to do. You know what he also did? He's let her life be a living hell in a lot of ways, you know, and all Uh throughout her life with a lot of the things that she's experienced So that out of that heartache and heartbreak and trial and sorrow, she could find him, learn from him, take, you know, like the, even as I said, learn, learn from him. I think about the the scripture that says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I'll give you rest for your souls. Take your yoke, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And so, you know, out of those hard times, she's taken his yoke upon her and learned from him. And as she comes out of that, then she ha- then she has the gift that she has then to help us out of that. All that to say, it is really easy to look and go, "Well, my life didn't work out the way I planned it." Well, none of ours did. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, it may mm-hmm. it may seem like one life it has an absence of pain or heartache or need. And it's not true. Not a single life does. And God does not favor one life over another. You you right. have to go, you know, search Him out. Take take His yoke upon you, and continue to trust Him. Continue to uh, bring everything before Him. Continue to surrender before Him. And uh, as you do that, there there He is a God of His word. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, mm-hmm. it's the, let's see. Where was I? Just this past week, I heard a pastor saying uh, we were on Christmas tour, and the pastor Sunday morning said he said something of the old adage that he's rarely early, but he's never late. Right, and you just have to remember that that God uh, in 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 due season Mm -hmm. you will reap. You know, in in due season, and we just the bot. You know, at the end of the day, we we can't force His hand on what season we want that reaping to happen but it, it will happen right. as we walk in faithfulness as we continue to trust him so the 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 big catch is the is the comparison thing though the comparison yeah. thing will eat our lungs,
2: mm-hmm. will eat
3: us alive
2: mm-hmm.
3: and uh well this person has this at this age well this person had this amount of success well this person has all this rolled out for him what about me i'm not you know i'm not married i don't have a job that i love i i have no christian community around me and you just you know it'd be easy to say i don't have that and that and that and that. that's the biggest trap that mm. we all no matter where we are, have to stay away from and mm. the lord you know only the lord can keep us out of that pit because that that does lead us into a pit when we start comparing
1: it for sure does yeah. melanie do you have anything to add that was good trap do you have anything to add to that mail
0: no, I just, I think it's so good. And I think it's, you know, and I think even going, I think whether that's in your own life, or I think that so many times with Caroline, where I think, like, I don't want her to go through different things that I went through in my life, or or you want more. But then it's like, it's it's the thing, though, where you go, well, some of those hard, tough places were the very things that helped me grow and helped my faith grow and helped me get to the other side. And, and I think so much of of joy is really, um, when we can rest in the place where God has us like it's kind of like finding your contentment even if you're in the middle of the wilderness like kind of find it I think you have to fight for joy you know I think yeah. there's so many things that want to steal that and I think you have to make the decision like i'm gonna I'm not gonna wish for because I, I think we can spend so much time wishing for that thing that if just this thing would happen then my life would feel complete and and I can say in my own life so many times those things happen and you're like well okay and, now what? Like well, now I want. Right. Now it's going to be this next thing, and so I just I think so much of joy and it's finding it's it it's trying to find the joy in the midst of even a hard season, um and and trusting that God's going to have something for you even in that that he's mm-hmm. he's growing you and he's preparing you and I, and I think that's hard. I mean, it's it's definitely not a but I look at it in Caroline's life and I'm like I think as parents sometimes we want to make our kids' life so easy, but you're like they've got to go through their share of stuff too because that's going to make them into who they're supposed to be, you know? Right. So, that's it.
1: That's good. That's good wise counsel, y'all.
0: Well.
2: Great is thy faithfulness. (laughs) Oh, God, my father.
0: Yes. That may be my
1: favorite. That may be my favorite ever. (laughs) Me too. All right.
2: There is no shadow (laughs) of turning with thee.
3: I should have waited about 10 beats later for that. It seemed too close to the serious.
2: No,
1: that no, was, it was perfect. perfect. It was perfect.
3: I to be irreverent because I was, I was all up in that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think it was perfect. I, I think, think it, it was perfect.
1: perfect. Um, ironically, this 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 final question I'm looking at says, how do you decide what to talk about on the podcast? This is from Mardo1085. <laughs> and I would say pretty much we don't. We don't decide. Yeah,
0: yeah pretty much. We just go with whatever
1: Comes up, Travis. Would you say that's accurate? Oh, well, that we don't. I'll, we don't really decide. That's
3: accurate, unless Mel, unless Melanie sends us some orders. Like, okay, here's what I want you to talk about tonight. I, the
2: I yes. was trying to <laughs> give us
0: the plan. I was trying to
1: give plan. Occasionally, <laughs> Melanie, we, we we will have an idea for a plan. Occasionally, like we'll think. Yes. Like we, we have an like we we have an idea for a plan. We'll record in a few days, like for kind of a, a an end of the year podcast, but. But by and large, we just sort of we just sort of roll with it. So we just talk about whatever. as we have done today.
0: Yes, yes. I think that's the that's the best way to go. Sometimes, though, I just feel like you have to set yourself up for success. That's what I was trying to do.
1: Well, you you, you absolutely right. did. And hey, I will say this, Melanie, and I don't want I don't want this to make you prideful, but your <laughs> microphone has not crackled at all today. Like the sound has not been great because of Skype. That's not our issue. But the crackly thing, you know like what I've said, What's happening is, somebody, is something rabbit. Like I think your your microphone has really it's been it's been on point today, and I would just like well, to affirm it.
0: Thank you. I feel good about that. Well, I think it was because I had been using my external. I didn't realize it was no longer set to my Blue Snowball mic. So I think okay. that was the game changer. Okay. Well, you know that happened so, to me as well.
1: I think my
3: mic's been great too. <laughs> been...
0: I'd like to thank the lady that was vacuuming. During the podcast, I <laughs> felt
2: like that added
0: a little something extra.
1: Uh, okay, y'all, I feel like this was better than two days ago. Do y'all feel better about it?
3: A little bit. <laughs> I still hate myself, but.
1: Uh,
0: Travis well, is here.
1: To hey, offer... did you
3: know that? Did you know that Neil Diamond has multiple Christmas records?
0: Multiple Christmas records.
3: Yes, he has the classic Christmas album.
0: Okay,
3: he has the Christmas album Volume Two, and yeah, by multiple I mean two. It seems. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh no, Perfect.
3: he has Neil Diamond acoustic Christmas.
2: Mm.
1: There's no way like you're I getting. Should... There's no way you're getting away from this podcast without a little dasher and dancer and prancer. Oh, I know. Thank no you. Way.
2: You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen No, that's not too wrong. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen
0: No, it's not. It's just perfect.
2: But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? <laughs>
1: It makes me unreasonably happy. (laughs) 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 Rudolph. Oh goodness. Okay, Okay. I've got to take Alex to your friend's house now. The red nose. (laughs)
2: All
0: right, I gotta go get. I gotta go get C from school.
1: Travis, would you like to tell everybody Merry Christmas?
2: Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. (laughs)
0: Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everybody.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye. All right. Hey, hey everybody. I mean, I- oh. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> Sorry. I made myself laugh with something I didn't say.
1: <laughs> okay. Ready? Yes. I
3: didn't even know what those words meant. And I was hitting those buttons and playing with the bossa nova.
1: Hey, can can y'all hear that? That static?
0: Yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's real. (laughs) (laughs) Sick
0: It's is it the Bossa Nova? We try
1: so hard. <laughs> we try so hard to to put out to do podcasts, and it's just never not a train wreck. It's never. We can't have nice things. I don't know why. <laughs>
0: It's And we keep trying. It's the only thing in our life that is this hard that we haven't given up on. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Like, it sounds like... It sounds like we're stuck on a radio station on a dial at a station that does not exist. An AM
3: station. With With Radio Shack equipment.
0: Well... Here's what. what's, uh, so, here's what's well. so funny
1: is I just read a question a second ago that says, "Hold on, let me read it out loud." Where somebody said, "Just a quick note: Will you have Melanie check her microphone before y'all start- before y'all start recording? Hers has been crackly the last <laughs> several." <laughs> Listen Episodes
2: (laughs) Hello the angel of the lord came upon them And the glory of the lord shone round about them And they were terrified Or they were sore afraid Which is what I grew up hearing They were sore afraid born to set Thy people free from our fears and sins, release us. Let us find our rest in Thee. Is Your strength and consolation above all the earth? Thou art dear desire of every nation, joy.